Welcome everyone to Dane Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm Nate. We're here with Jimbo. How we doing? Hey, oh. And uh, we're back again. We promised you to talk about section 2.5 and maybe a couple names in three in the tier three before we close out our uh, Bowman Chrome checklist review. This is the last podcast. So we've got the 2.5s and maybe a couple names in three. I got at least one name in the tier three that I want to talk about. And uh, it should be a good time. And then we've got Topps Chrome Update coming out and Bowman Chrome Draft coming out and other off-season news that we can cover in the following weeks. Um, well, maybe this weekend and probably not going to be a podcast next weekend because of the Christmas holiday. But... Anywho, you're getting two in a week here, so let's go. Um, <laughs> without wasting any time, let's just jump right into it. So we covered the twos last week, ended with Gavin Stone. And so we're on the 2.5s, and the 2.5s are as follows. Jason Churio, William Bergola, Samuel Zavala, Yison Morobel, Yanquil Fernandez, Edison Paulino, and... Yorbit Vivas and Denzel Clark. Quite the list of names for uh, somebody that stinks at talking or that at uh, pronouncing names or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there are some nice names in here. Um, it's a nice little reminder because I, I, I kind of forgot about some of these guys. So I just clicked a few of them and there are some interesting ones. Which one do you want to dive into first? Well, let's start with Churio. Yeah. Top of the list, Jackson's brother. And um, I want to talk about what I really like about him and then just give warnings. Okay? You good with that? I'm good with that. All right. So let's start off with what we like. 17 years old, plays outfield. If he's anything as good as his brother in the outfield, um, I'm excited for him. His report for Fangraphs, 55 future hit, 45 power, 50 speed, 50 field. Not much to write home about there, um, but at least we've got a decent amount of things that are hovering around average. Now, the interesting thing is his DSL stats. Now, these are huge, huge, huge grain of salt stats here in which you don't want to overreact to these. Um, Jimbo has talked about it before. These guys have played with each other for a very long time, so sometimes they're just like, I'm not going to pitch this guy at all. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And so when you hear these stats, just know that it could go down, but I'm still interested. And the biggest thing of interest here is that he ran a almost 23% walk rate to almost just a 13% K rate. That's pretty crazy. Um, that's, that's what I like to hear. Yeah. So, so 280 average, 446 on base, and a 402 slugging as a 17-year-old. Now – we haven't seen these games. We don't know what was getting pitched to him. You know, I don't have advanced stats on these games either that we can look at and say, oh, he's not chasing out of the zone, oh, this, that, or otherwise. But if you are a dude who is running 10% better walk rates than strikeout rates at 17, I will always be interested, no matter the level. Yeah, Endlessly interested. 
I'm the same way. Um, I'm having trouble. My, my laptop's not pulling up the, their stats, but I agree with that. And I guess my question to you is not to, not to cut you off or, or get you sidetracked with what you might be going off or going to next, but do you ever worry about certain, like, I don't know, some about the Cleveland guardians, any one position player, I always worry about getting into because one, their minor leagues is like very difficult for hitters and two, they just don't sell well. I that that's fair. I do think that the strength of the Churio last name will probably outweigh some of that. I agree. Um, to the point where I'm not as concerned, but you have a good point. You know, the Tyler Freeman's, the Nolan Joneses, the um, uh, take. I mean, even even Jose Ramirez, one of the top, for my money, top five hitters in the MLB year in year out, and look at his prices compared to other guys. Um, so you have you have a fair point, but as Jackson Churio hopefully does well, I think Jason Churio people will be like, oh my goodness, if he's putting up good stats, they're just gonna dream that he's the next Jackson. Doesn't always work that way, but you know, there's mm-hmm. the dream. So I'm not as worried, but I am. I I share the same sentiment for the Guardian system that you do. Yeah. Um, pitching, I'll I would buy into any Guardians pitcher and assume that they'll get the most out of them and mm-hmm. uh, not the case with their hitters. Um, that being said, I did want to get to a red flag here. And in 40 games, he had one home run. Um, 14 stolen bases, four caught stealing, which is nice. Uh, seven doubles, three triples, which is nice. But the over the fence power, as you know, sells. And, of course, 40 walks, only 22 strikeouts means he probably wasn't getting that many pitches to drive. But until until we see him in higher levels, the only thing we can go off of is what we have right now and scouting reports. And the scouting reports say 45-game power, which is below average, and the stats say one home run in 40 games. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I'll be watching watching that moving forward as he gets up into complex league and – DS and um, a ball is what are his walk rates and strikeout rates doing? And um, is he starting to tap into more power? Mm-hmm. I'm curious what the, uh, and this is me going probably too deep into looking things up, but I'm curious on what other players have done in that same league home run wise that are like that young, you know what I mean? Like, um, like I looked up Julio Rodriguez, he, he, all they show is his rookie ball stats. Um, but I'd be curious to see, like, what the average is. And this is what I do. Like, this is why I, I like the Midwest League is because I kind of did something similar to that. I can tell you what Jackson did in the DSL in 2021. He had 45 games, 189 plate appearances, five home runs, gotcha. um, seven doubles, one triple, five home runs. So, honestly, he had three extra base hits, but four more home runs. Um Walk rates significantly worse than strikeout or 12% walk rate to four, 15% strikeout rate, which is good, but it's nowhere near what um, it's nowhere near what Jason did mm-hmm. walk to strikeout rate. But again, the concern, the concern there is, you know, we, we just don't have any other information. And so when you're looking at a dude, uh, who started out at like eighty dollar autos, 
Um, I'll look it up real quick to see what his autos are at now. Yellow for 500. Base auto for, okay, 46. See, $46. Once it got under 50, that's much more reasonable. I would love to see it drop a little bit more, maybe get into that $40, $35 range. If it gets into that $35 range, I'm definitely buying some. I'll yeah. take that chance all day long, twice on Sunday. I think it will too. Like I, I could see uh, a lot of the a lot of the players dropping in price just because of you know the excitement going down of the new release. And we talked about this beforehand, and we should we should talk about it now. Perfect. Not not only is the excitement for the new release going down, but theory time here. With 2022 Bowman Draft coming out, and I maybe not the most exciting draft class. I haven't looked at the uh, checklist yet, but somebody asked me the other day if I was concerned about the vast amount of college bats in the checklist. So I have to still check that out and see what it's about. Um, but I do think that, you know, there's only so much money to be spent. And we've got Topps Chrome Update coming out and uh, Bowman Chrome Draft coming out to the point where people are probably going to be like moving on to the new guys really quickly. And then a Jason Churio might end up being, you know, 35 bucks, maybe even a little bit lower on some auctions uh, that people aren't paying attention to because some other new name guy is ending at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And when people say like, Oh, things are dropping. Like people got to realize and this is kind of more of like the, the economic part of, of cards. It's like, the market cap is still is going up. It's just that it's getting spread out and there's more supply as in new players coming in, new cards, new sets. And the cap, the the, the overall economics or like the ecosystem of cards is doing well because it's rising. It's just being spread out. So that's where you can kind of get in and get your the sneaky plays, get in some of these value plays and just and go from there. And, and even if you're thinking about even more advanced, it's like, okay, who were we thinking about last year that we liked that we're not even thinking about? Cause now we're worried about Bowman Chrome and Bowman draft. Maybe last year there was players you liked that you could snag where people are really forgetting about. Um, that's me and a million guys. You know, I always, I wanted to pick up a Sal Freelick card. I haven't picked up a Sal Freelick card yet. I wanted to pick up a, um, a Manuel Rodriguez card from the twins. I haven't picked up a Manuel Rodriguez yet. Mm -hmm. And like the list goes on and on and on of guys that I was meaning to get some cards of in the off season and just haven't. And then of course there's guys that I have picked up cards of that I just wasn't planning on at all. And it, that's just how it goes. Yeah. I know we don't want to get deep into the MLB draft checklist, but if there's a, I actually loved that, that draft last year. And I feel like there's a few guys that could carry like with just enormously high ceilings that it could be a very sneaky class. And I'm very excited to make that checklist, like do a che uh, set checklist like I did with the Chrome. Mm -hmm. I'll do that again with, with this draft once I get the checklist. I like it. That will be uh, quite the undertaking yet again. But Jimbo does not shy away from these things. I um, I am quickly li just liking a bunch of jason churio autos on uh ebay while we're while we're chatting about it so that they pop up on my phone and maybe i'll bid on one if it gets uh low enough in price that's the way to do it a lot of stuff is on uh ebay on ebay during the holidays because people have time off so they're listing 
and it's a good time to get some snags mm-hmm. um, on these players. Yeah, people want to move stuff for Christmas gifts, and we you can take advantage. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to William Bergola for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, second baseman, shortstop, 18 years old, 5'11", listed at 5'11", 165 pounds. Here are his fan graphs rating, 60 future hit, 40 power, 40 raw power, 60 speed, 60 field. So right off the top, and Jimbo, I'm sure you're the same as me, this is instantaneous high floor. Contact, contact, speed, defense. Dude, you, yeah, you hit it right in the head. My, my laptop's not, not working with pulling uh, these stats up. Um, so if I'm on my phone, I'm just looking them up on my phone, but you hit it right on the head, high floor. I really, he must be some kind of slap hitter because if I remember right, what was his, uh, strikeout rate? Wasn't it like below 10? So, so his strikeout rate in the DSL this year in 24 games was 3.6%. He had a 13% walk rate to a 3.6% K rate. He did run a 397 batting average balls in play, but guys usually run pretty high batting average balls in play in those lower levels. So not concerned about that one big glaring concern that 40 future power game power. Um, he had a 0.042 isolated power, which is uh, essentially as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah. He's a big kid though. He's a, he's five eleven, one sixty five. Like that's, that's not tiny. No, he, he, and he has room to grow. I mean, he yeah. could get up to 5'11", 180, 185, you know, put on put some meat on those bones. That being said, we're starting at a baseline of literally no power. Yeah, it might and be his approach, too. It, it could be. It could be. We're talking three doubles, zero triples, zero home runs. But his approach at least must be decently sound to run a 13% walk rate. You know, yeah. it's not like he's just – it's not like one of those guys that runs a 5% walk rate in a – seven percent strikeout rate and they're just kind of swinging at everything mm-hmm. um he's clearly he's clearly not swinging at everything because you just don't walk you don't walk that much if you if you're just swinging at the first ball you can make contact with and and weekly grounding out so uh, but but again it could it still could be approach um from like uh getting to power standpoint with his setup or his swing or anything i, I mean i don't know um, I'm, I remember when I initially was look, doing some research on this kid and I was like, okay, lefty, you know, good fielding. Um, I was like, dude, this in my head, I was just like, he's probably like, uh, uh, there was a player that used to like, uh, Luis, uh, Arias with yeah, the twins. twins. That's who I instantly thought of when I was just looking at the stats and looking that he was a lefty and, um, but here's some other things. So he was ranked fourth in the international uh, prospect list in 2021, 2022, mm-hmm. um, you got two, 2.05 2. from the fills. So that's quite a bit in, in bonus yes. considering you only get like four and a half to five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting one. I don't know what his prices are for cards, but I, I can f- tell you, I feel like his stuff hasn't been talked about a lot where this could be one of those sneaky ones, especially with the fills contending probably in the next you know four or five years consistently all right so refractor auto redemption 94 bucks a blue 
$28 non-auto orange non-auto 127 mm-hmm. uh green atomic redemption for 132 this is one of those guys that the floor is extremely high yeah um but you can see like with Nick Madrigal and the Cubs floor was extremely high and Cubs fans want to run him out of town because he can only play he's a righty bat that only plays second base um they, they don't have much use for him he doesn't have the arm for the outfield he doesn't have the arm for shortstop or third and so while you know i don't know what williams arm is at all I, i'm not gonna try to speak on it what i will say is sometimes what we think is a high floor ends up not being a super useful profile if you don't hit enough to stick at that one position that you can excel at um i agree so we'll see. We'll see with William. I, I am intrigued because 60, 60 hit, 60 speed, 60 field. That's that's a great that's a great baseline. And if the eye is actually legitimate, you know, because I don't I'm sure they lump hit and eye into the same thing. But I wish they would have. I wish they made it a separate tool. Given give your eye a 20 out of 80. Um, I would love that. Like yeah. like how MLB the show does it like yeah. uh yeah that would be that would be incredible to me because I feel like it's two different things like there can be guys that struggle to make good contact which I feel like is the hit tool but have a great eye at the plate where they can make bad contact and foul off pitches and stuff and still get their walks even if they're not quote unquote driving uh, pitches all over the place and it still gives them value whereas um and there can be guys with sixty. 60 hit tools, 70 hit tools. Uh, like Keston Hero is given like a 65 hit tool in the minors, and now he's striking out like 37% of the time. And it's just, it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's iffy at best prospect rankings from whichever source you want to get them. So I would just like more information if I can get them, get it. And obviously, you can see walk rates and stuff, but these guys, these scouts that actually get to watch the games would know you know, if they're being pitched around or not and stuff like that, where you can kind of judge their eye better than just looking at a straight walk rate percentage. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. More absolutely. so than, you know, us that are, can only rely on what we can find online. Exactly. I All agree. right. Um, so William high floor, I do agree with the two and a half because with a high floor like that, it's just, it's, it's, you know, a couple of things break, right. And, you're 18 years old. You've got a number of years in the minors. I'm I'm intrigued. All right, Samuel Zavala. Cover him next. Probably one of the more interesting yes. names on this list because of the production he put up already stateside. So let's talk fan graphics rating here. 60 hit, 45 game power, 50 raw power, 50 speed, 50 field, 40 plus ranking um for this Padres farm system from Eric Long and Hagen of Fangraphs and in this past year he did 33 games in a ball 141 plate appearances he hit 254 with a 355 on base 100 points better there than his average and a 508 slugging um he only had a 308 bay bip so it's not like those numbers were um overperforming or anything he had a 118 wrc plus so he's 18 better than the league average hitter at that at that level despite being 17 
um, at the time. So you like to see that. And he also strikeout rate a little bit high, 26%, but he did drop that from the complex league when it was at 31%. And he did run a 13.5% walk rate. And I will always maintain that if you have a a higher strikeout rate, if you have a higher walk rate, I'm not as concerned about the strikeout rate. If you have a low walk rate and a higher strikeout rate, I'm significantly more concerned. He also hit six doubles, two triples, and seven home runs in a ball this year as a 17-year-old outfield prospect. Yeah, that he's a very interesting play here. Just another thing, too, is the Padres have been finding these kids and developing them well. Uh, so they have a good track record. You know, he's a 6'1", 175 lefty, runs well. We'll probably – they said they'll probably keep him in center. He, You know, he's got – he's good enough to stay in center. Um, and definitely the the hitting tools just in general, like, is very intriguing at his age. Um, mm-hmm. Seven homers. I know he, he was out there in the Cali League uh, when he got up to A-ball. But seven homers is is nothing to sneeze at in 33 games for for being that young. I'm he's in he's an interesting one. I don't know what his prices are. Let me look those up. Extremely, extremely interesting, and to the point where like there's a lot of guys on this list where it's it's like, eh, do I really want to? I don't know. Samuel Zavala is a guy that like, yeah, I would be. I would be on board with now cards a little bit more expensive refractor 134 bucks um speckled 172 but you're going to get that you're going to get those price points when you have a guy that is uh you know performing this well at such a young age in a ball mm-hmm. um and remember he's an a ball at 17 that is incredible ha- and and he's a he's a fraction of the price of a uh $150 for a base auto redemption, $100 for a base auto redemption on December 15th. Like that's a fourth of the price of Jackson Churio. And there's potential that he could be up in double A at the same age as Jackson Churio was this year. Yeah. The fact that they, well, one, the Padres kind of cleared out their minor league system last year. So there's, there's spots for them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they moved on the rookie ball, like they, they looked like they, you know, they're, they're moving them quick. They're not, they're not worried about them. They're going to test them. And this is the kind of kid though, like, man, I would, I would much rather buy a kid like this than a lottery ticket. You know, like I always like, like there's more upside to this than that. And then, um, I I I think I would rather have three. If, if Jason gets down to, um, 30 35 bucks i'd rather have three of his autos than one of samuel zavala but if it's sitting at the 45 50 range i'd rather have one samuel zavala than two jason churios so this is an interesting one where i don't see a base auto of this guy they're redemptions all redemptions yep huh that's an interesting one too but this is one – these are the kind of guys I like to put on my list. So when everyone's talking about, you know, the new release of something else, a.k.a. MLB draft or Bowman draft coming out, and people might forget about a kid like this, you can snag something cheap 
if you if you just keep an eye on players like this consistently. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, well, we should speed up here a little bit because we yeah. did give uh, we did give ourselves a thirty minute window, and we are speeding up right to it. Um, so let's move on. Yanquil Fernandez is the uh, next. Oh, I guess we skipped over Yice and Morabel. Uh, we will go to Yanquil first because um, I already have his stuff up. And Yanquil, real quick, we don't have to discuss too much about him. He put up good numbers in a ball as a 19-year-old, hit 284, 340, 507, 112 WRC+, plus, 330 Bay BIP, 223 isolated power, 7.5% walk rate to a 21 or 22% K rate, essentially. He hit 21 home runs as a under-20-year-old in – uh, baseball that is Jackson Churio, and there's one other guy that did that. I can't remember who it was right now. Um, there was only like three teenagers that put up 20 plus home runs. Yanquil Fernandez is one of them. If you like power, this is your guy 70 raw, 60 game power, and that's that's the gamble right there. You're hoping that that power keeps playing up and that uh, the Rockies decrease doesn't get to him before you sell yep i agree sweet all right now yes yeah yes and morobel if that's how you say his name i don't know how to say it i can barely spell it i'm so bad with these names all right so 60 hit for fan graphs 45 power 50 raw power 60 speed 45 field Always an interesting thing when a guy has a ton of uh, speed and a terrible fielder in the outfield. It's like, what's going on there? Like Christian Yelich has a lot of speed, steals a ton of bases, and yet he's an atrocious outfielder now. It's like uh, these two things in my mind don't correlate. Doesn't seem possible. It's like speed (laughs) equals good defense in the outfield. And when that's not the case, it's alarming to me. Um, but he was an A-ball a last year, complex league and A-ball last year. He ran a 10% walk rate to a 20% strikeout rate, basically in both stops um, in complex league and in A-ball. Only had eight games in A-ball, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, hit 329 with a 405 on-base percentage and a 487 slugging in complex league. And then his eight-game cup of tea, he hit 231 with a 310 on-base percentage and a 269 slugging. Um over the course of the two seasons, he played 49 games between those two levels. He hit 14 doubles, one triple, three home runs. Dude, um, this, to me, this is another interesting one. Mm-hmm. I, I like what I'm seeing here. I probably I liked I like this kid more than some of the, the kids I put for number two. Remember how we talked last week? I'm like, I don't know why I put this kid as number two. Yeah. Like there's some of the kids we talked about today that I like way more than those. That I there is, wow. there is at least, at least, um, honestly, quite literally, probably every single guy I've ta- we've talked about today, I would prefer over potentially the whole list too. Like if we flip flop these. 2.5s to twos and twos to 2.5s, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think now that I'm looking back at it, 
and especially now looking at the prices too, value wise, like my goodness. Some of these are so cheap for, for oh, the potential. Real quick, Yank Will Auto, base auto, 35 bucks last time. Last time it sold. And Yason Auto, $21 for the last sale. Like when you're getting, I know there's a lot of base autos nowadays. Not as exciting. I get it. That being said, if you can get a base auto of a kid that has youth and upside for 20 bucks, you weren't able to do that two years ago. Nope. At all. And so for me, it's like we're finally getting to a point where you can actually you can actually get some talented guys and make some make some educated bets and make money. Whereas before most of those guys were already spent and then you were diving into like, you know, lower bonus guys, third round, fourth round, fifth round draft picks out of Bowman draft where it's like significantly more risky spending money on them. Mm -hmm. And I bet you some of this, like these, some of these prices are going to drop even more like this kid, the Yeeson kid. I bet Mm -hmm. his stuff drops more by like the next few months with everything going on. Like there's just, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good plays here. I bet you I forget he exists in a couple months. I'll remind you. Yeah, thank you. I put alerts up on all these guys. Um, so we don't have to cover too much. Uh, lack of power in eight ball in eight games, but had more power in complex league. Of course, complex league is a lesser league, and so take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, he was 18, made it up to the stateside baseball for the first time last year, made it up to eight ball, had to adjust midseason. There's always some weird things going on there where he could come out with much better stats uh, this point next year. Um, Let's move on to Edison Paulino. Red Sox, second base, third base, shortstop, 20 years old. Um, Based off of Fangraph's statistics, you might be questioning why Jimbo put him here. 45 hit, 45 game power, 50 raw power, 50 speed, 45 field. So that is two things above or average, one being raw power and the rest below average. But I can see why he did it because if you go to his stats, 20 or in a ball, 19 years old this year, he hit 266 with 359 on base and a 469 slugging. A 127 WRC plus. His bay bip was 314, so not that drastically high. Uh, 203 isolated power, 12% walk rate to a 19.5% K rate. And he had 10, 35 doubles, 10 triples, 13 home runs. Love that when you can get double digits in all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, triples, you know, depends on the outfield defense there and everything. But like, this is where scouting report and stats diverge, right? Mm-hmm. Scouting report shows a guy that is likely to not be an above-average prospect, and yet statistics he put up last year show a guy that is very interesting. And so when you are making when you are making bets on prospects to buy, it's like, well, which one do I go off of? What people expect from him or what he's actually done? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and his price is uh, a base auto, 21 bucks, green atomic auto, $80, uh, yellow auto, $97. So quite cheap, honestly. Um, pretty stinking cheap. Yeah. I just like the framework of this kid is interesting where, you know, the stats don't pop out at you right away, but the framework is there for it to, to, to have a monster year next year. Um, and also there's been a lot of talks of, of him and Sedane with Xander Bogarts leaving. That's why I feel like they weren't too worried about Xander leaving because they have this kid in Sedane that there's what I've heard is they want, they, they like what they have and they want to test them out in spring and they might be in the, on the big league club. And this kid, you know, if, if you're at the, I mean, I would be shocked if this kid's on the big league club. Yeah. I mean, but having not played past low a. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of another kid, but there, there was something about, a few of their, I remember a few, man, this was like a month ago. So I don't have exactly Dude, you what don't, You don't have to explain to me. I have the world's worst memory. <laughs> but I remember seeing quite a bit about this kid. And I just feel like it's an interesting one. It's one of those that people aren't talking about. That could blow up. You always say you sing. What's that? 100, 114 games this year. 36 games last year, right? 36 games last year, he had five stolen bases and two caught stealing. 114 games this year, he had 27 stolen bases and five caught stealing. Those are really good numbers. The power of the speed he put up are not power and speed of a 45 game power, 50 speed guy. So I am, I am uber curious to see, number one, what they put on his report for 2023 for, for um, his prospect report. And also, you know, what happens next year? Because I mean, the, these statistics and these scouting reports numbers don't match up at all. No. And man, I wish my computer was working because I have links to, to give me, to remind me of where I, like what my thought process was during times of looking things up and it's killing me right now because none of, nothing's pulling up for me. All good. Uh, look at uh, to this point, I have not had any qualms with the, uh, the guys in the 2.5. Yeah. 2.5 list is solid. That's why I like this Bowman Chrome checklist because there is depth to it because I even past the 2.5. There are some interesting guys. Uh, yeah, I pulled one up, but we'll keep moving on to Yorbit Vivas. And uh, Yorbit, uh, Dodgers, second baseman, third baseman. He's a little bit older than the rest of the guys, 21 years old. 45 future value here, 60 hit, 40 power, 45 speed, 50 field. It's obviously the hit tool that carries him here. And um, last year in high A, repeating high A, he had a 23-game cup of tea in high A in 2021. And then a 128-game cup of tea in high a in 2022 i'm actually kind of shocked he didn't make it up to double a at any point but he hit 269 with a 374 on base and a 401 slugging good for a 120 excuse me good for a 120 wrc plus 11 percent walk rate to only a 10 percent k rate and that's very similar to what he put up the year before 12 and a half 
to 12 and a half walk rate to K rate in high A the year before. Um, what's interesting here is his BABIP a little bit low, 285. So you can kind of expect those numbers to go up a bit, not a ton, but maybe he was more of a, a 275, 280 hitter, three, maybe 85 on base and maybe like a 415 slugging as opposed to what he was, um, which are good numbers. Uh, one concern, isolated power low at 132 there over the course of the season. And that's also the concern on his um, on his uh, scouting report. And he's 21 already. So, like, how much power is really going to come in the next number of years? I'm not 100% sure. He is a second baseman, third baseman. If he doesn't get power, he won't be a third baseman. There's no team that's going to be running out a third baseman that has um like you know 10 home run pop in his bat yeah well uh what was his wrc plus 120 okay yeah which he was in that midwest league last year that's why oh yeah so that's important to know too hard league um cold league too in the early going uh would love to see if i could Let me see if I can get to a game log here. Um, okay, so if we go back, he didn't hit a home run until May 14th. His yeah. season started on April 8th. He didn't hit a home run until May 14th. So, like... If he doesn't start in the freezing cold, maybe there's a couple more home runs in that bat last season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like uh, he'll get elevated stats because he, most likely he'll be starting in double A with the Dodgers. And, man, we know all about those hitting leagues. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely an interesting player to keep track of. Hopefully the power can grow because not a third baseman if it doesn't. Um but you can definitely slot in at second base with that profile. And with the way the Dodgers have been letting guys walk lately, there might be a position open for him uh, in the future. Um, especially if they decide they want to run Gavin Lux at shortstop. All right. And last but not least, Denzel Clark. I don't want to spend too much time on Denzel Clark. Um, ton of power. Fielding. 6'5", 220-pound outfielder with a ton of pop. But he plays for the A's, so, you know, figure out what you want to do there. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It, it is tough. And, look, the, the strikeout rate atrocious, 36%. The walk rate, fine, 13%. I would prefer that to be under 30% with a 13% walk rate for me to be like, eh, whatever. Uh, he hit 209 with the 317 on base and a 406 slugging. Look, it is what it is. It's a ton of power. And uh, he plays on the A's. Yeah. He's one of those guys, man, I just wish he was on any other team. I, I can I can imagine. Yeah, if he didn't play on the A's, if oh. this dude was a Yankee. Oh, my gosh. He'd be expensive. I mean, let's look up. Let's look up his prices here real quick. This is potential. Man. Orange, Orange Wave Auto, $83. Refractor, $12. Speckle, $24. Wow. 
purple, $20. Blue auto plus refractor auto, 30, oh, blue mojo auto plus refractor auto, $33. There, there are no real classic blues for this set. So, like, absurdly cheap. Do you want to take an $83 gamble on an orange shimmer? Definitely, definitely a plausible uh, path to that. Um, so that's our 2.5s. I thought it was a very good list. I think I would probably... Bless I know you. power... Excuse me. I know power plays, but I think I'd probably drop Denzel down a peg. If not, you know, half a peg to a peg. Um, just from a... From a uh, the rest of the profile scares me a bit. Uh, that being said, there is one guy I want to talk about real quick in the threes, and then we should probably call it a day there. And uh, Jimbo, if you have any guys you want to talk about, please please throw them out there. But my guy is Yasser Mercedes for the Minnesota Twins. Outfielder, 18 years old, 50 hit, 55 game power, 60 raw power, 50 speed, 50 field, 40 future value. You were talking about a guy that was above average or average to above across the board in every single statistic or scouting rank and he also in the dsl last year hit 355 425 55 slugging um 155 wrc plus astronomically high 432 baybip but these guys always run high baybips had a 200 iso which is above average which is nice 10 percent walk rate to a 20 percent k rate so i'll take that all day long and uh 13 doubles three triples four home runs in 176 plate appearances like this is an interesting profile and I would probably myself as cause he's 18 um, played last year as a 17 year old is 18 this year and will be 18 for the whole year, hopefully in the complex league and a ball. Like I'm a dude plays that well. He should probably play pretty well in complex league and he'll probably play decently well in low a it's once you get up to high a and double a and triple a where things start getting a lot more difficult I'm definitely worth taking a chance on a Yasser Mercedes, given that the price is good. And I don't know if the price is good. So let me look that up real quick. See, his autos are 53 bucks. Pretty expensive compared to some of these other guys. So, like, for me, I'm probably saying to myself, all right, I like the profile. But there's a couple other guys that I like the profile of also that are significantly cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I'm just man, I'm just not a fan of, of of players on the Twins. They just don't get the love either, just like the A's. I feel like that's the AL Central in general. Twins, White Sox, Royals, outside of yeah. Bobby Witt. I don't know. I I hold our our Tigers pretty pretty good. You you know your Tigers your Tigers make money, which is why I didn't From, mention them. But the rest of the teams in the in the AL Central, a little bit of tough sledding. Yeah. Yeah, we're boring, man. Our, our division's boring. We, we need some excitement in our league. It's so boring. I'm trying to to uh, figure out which team I didn't mention, and I can't do it. Why can't I do it? You mentioned, You said what, Twins? Oh, Cleveland. 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 Oh, Guardians. Yeah. The Guardians. Which exciting, but we talked about it before. Prices are just aren't there. Prices aren't there for the Guardians. They aren't there for the White Sox. They aren't there for the Twins. They aren't there for though. That fifty three dollars isn't bad. I'd say the Twins are probably the second best selling team 
Yeah. And yet they're still not that exciting. Like the, the year Emmanuel Rodriguez put up last year, he got injured, of course, out for the rest of the year. But the year he put up was incredible. And he, we're talking about $45, $50 autos. So. Yeah, his stuff should have been through the roof. That kid can hit. Uh, extremely well, and let let's take let's take a look let's take a look at his. Uh... See, I would love to like have Base some auto. Oh. compare them. 60, 65, 57. Those have gone up a bit. People know what's up. So those prices are are rising a bit. Um, which is unfortunate for me because I was planning on buying one this entire time, never did, and now I have to spend like $15 more than what I would have. But uh, so that's probably a name I will never acquire. That's okay. <laughs> um, but we we will probably, unless you have another name you want to bring up, do you have any names? I mean, I'm good because if I bring up one, I'll want to bring up a bunch because there's so many more players on this list I think are very interesting. So I won't go down the rabbit hole. All right, so we aren't going to go down that rabbit hole, which means we are going to be done there. So we are done with the twos and the 2.5s and 1.3. That is the final portion of our Bowman Chrome checklist because other things are coming out that we will have to spend time talking about in the coming weeks. So for now, we leave the 2022 Bowman Chrome uh, checklist to you guys. If you want to check it out, just DM one of us or sign up for the Daily Slab on slabstocks.com. And you can get that sent into your inbox every single day uh, for free. That being said, Jimbo, thank you for joining today. Thank you very much as well. That was fun as always. As always. We always have a good time. Yeah, we do. Nothing like talking baseball, especially on a random day like a Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. I love Still, it. I love it too. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's Ding Corners. And I will talk to you guys. And Jimbo will talk to you guys on Friday, likely. Potentially. We'll, we'll get right. it done. We'll get it done. All right. We'll See you guys. Deuces. <laughs>